Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast, formerly known as the Game Artist Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the CEO of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing creatives and artists working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. Now, I I have a bonus episode that I want to give you guys today because something came up in my life that I think is going to be, you know, you might understand, you might connect with it. And really, the topic of today is they don't understand us. All right, let's get into it. You know, I have my nephew visiting me this week, and there were a couple of things that happened around this that I thought might, you know, you might understand and connect with. The first thing is that we've discovered that he is an artist. There's no question in my mind, and I don't mean he's artistic, like he likes to do some craft, or he'll pick up a guitar, or something like that. I don't mean any of that. I mean, this dude is an artist. And the truth of the matter is that other people don't understand artists. They just can't. From their perspective and their world, everything is all about jobs, doing, showing up on time, being responsible, commitment, even follow-through, right? But there's a reason why creatives aren't known as the most committed people. And it's because they're not committed to what other people see or the way that other people live their life. Now, my nephew, he likes to play some games. And by some games, I mean... He's got, he likes to play a lot of games. And when he was getting ready to come down, you know, it was a whole big family fiasco. It was a real big problem for him. And uh, there was all kinds of stuff going on. And he was with um, his dad up in, uh, up in Northern California. He was over with grandma. And then he was coming down to me. And everybody's like, oh, you know, he really needs to learn some work ethic. He really needs to learn how to do this. He really needs to learn how to do that. And, you know, he's got this and he's got, and he comes down and I'm like, you know, okay, well, you know, I heard that shit all my life, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll take that with the, uh, with the grain of salt. No, sorry, give me the entire salt shaker because that's, you know, how much stock I put in that kind of talk about people. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take, you know, this one step at a time and see what happens. And here, let me tell you what happened because this is really important. I brought him into the office to edit some sound for Uh, for the podcast. Now, he's about 19 years old. He's never really touched the editing software that I'm using, which is Audacity. I use Audacity and I use uh, Audition. But Audacity is free and very powerful for the simple editing that I need to do. But see, some of these podcasts that I've done are pulled from these screen shares and these live demonstrations that I've done for my Game Artist Bootcamp uh, students. So there's sometimes some rambling language or there's a Q&A section at the end that we need to cut out. Um, but then, you know, there's the end that we then need to bring back into it. So there's some editing involved in this, as well as cutting out some silences, because I'm talking to artists and artists, you know, from all over the globe, you know, we talk slower, we talk fast, we like take lots of pauses, there's all kinds of stuff that kind of happens. And so I need him to be able to, I need somebody to edit this stuff down into uh, a format that really works and that people understand. So I'm like, okay, you know, you don't got anything else to do, because... They took away your phone, and they took away your computer. (laughs) So you're down here with Uncle Ryan. I tell you what, 
Come into the office, sit down, and uh, let's see what happens if you, you know, play with Audacity. You know, I heard you like to play music, and so come and uh, edit some podcasts, and you'll learn some things in it. He was amazing. I was telling my brother later on that night, I was like, if this kid, if I didn't know him, and if he was an intern from college, I would be very happy to hire him right now and get him in helping me do this 20, 30 hours a week. Because he picked up a piece of software. That's not terribly hard, but you know what? I'm not, I have issues with certain UI things, and people who know me and know my background in ZBrush might, you know, might think that's a little tongue-in-cheek because the UI of ZBrush, (laughs) but, you know, I'm a slow learner. I'm a kinesthetic learner. So I'm in Audacity, and I don't even know how to zoom in, right? And I've been editing podcasts for a while. (laughs) That'll give you a sense of how I work with software. He sits down in the first hour. He says, oh, yeah, but if you want to zoom in on a track, you just hold control, and you use the, you know, the mouse wheel or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God, that just saved me about, that saved me a lot of carpal tunnel. To what that just saved me. But you know, that's a tiny thing. What really impressed me was how he was pulling together sound and really engineering this for the listener experience. And you're going to see some of those podcasts that he engineered after this, right? This is small stuff, just adjusting the, the pauses and, and making sure things kind of flow. I'd hire this kid. I'd be grateful to have him here. But yet, the day before... I've got everybody in my family telling me they just don't understand him. He doesn't work. He likes to play games. And I'm remembering when I was a kid. And I remember one of the first jobs my dad got me was sweeping uh, his, he was a plumber at that point, and it was sweeping the shop. And I swept the shop. I did a great job of sweeping the shop. And then I immediately swept everything that was in the shop under the rug. Literally, under the rug. Not only underneath, like, the rug. It was literally the rug that separated the office from the shop. So as soon as the big boss man came in, he walks over this rug, and he's like, what's wrong with this rug? Why is it lumpy? He doesn't even get into the shop to see the beautiful job I do sweeping the shop. (laughs) Because all the dust in the shop is underneath this rug, right there, under his feet. He lifts the rug up, and he's like, aghast. You know that look. Hopefully you don't know that look. Where somebody is so disappointed in you, they actually don't know what to say. They're like not sure if they should be disappointed or if they should be concerned. (laughs) I will forever remember that look. (laughs) It's uh, It's not the last time I saw it either. I'd like to explain that on the fact that I... I love to hack and I love to take experiments and I love to try to find the shortest road to make something happen. But I'm an adult now and, you know, that was just a pretty stupid thing to do. <laughs> but you gotta do stupid things to learn. And some of us just have to do stupider things to learn than everybody else. And if you're like me, And if you are focused on creativity and you're really, you know, this has been the main thing of your life, chances are you've just liked to do things stupider than everybody else. And it takes a little bit more for you to learn. But you learn. And you learn well. And it might take you longer. And it might be messier. But we learn. And that's what people miss. So later on, I'm talking to my brother at night and I'm like, man, listen, you know, because he's in business. And, uh, and his, uh, his wife is, she's in business as well. 
And I'm like, against all genetic probabilities, somehow or another, and I just want you to consider this, just think about this, is there any way that you have raised an artist? And he stops for a second and he goes, well, maybe. But you know, he really needs to learn a work ethic and he needs some structure and he needs, you know, to really make sure that he's, he's doing these. Um, cause my, and I understand my brother because he's thinking he needs to help his son learn to provide for himself. That's a father's duty. You get, you're not kicking him out of the nest because you're sick of him. You may be, but you're kicking him out of the nest because they got to survive because there's a world outside beyond that nest. But I told my brother, it's not going to work. If you raised an artist, and this is just if, if you raised an artist and he's anything like his uncle, if you raised him and if you're trying to implement structure, well, I can tell you right now, brother, you know the path because that's the path that happened with me and dad, our dad. Everything's fine now, but I didn't talk to my family from the age of 20 to 25 until my brother died. None of my family, I didn't talk to any of them. And I traveled the world. I did all kinds of stuff. I had, I had a broken down VW bus that I had to park on a hill because I couldn't afford $100 to get a starter. You know, I, I went through all kinds of stuff, but I did not talk to my family for five years until my younger brother passed. And it took a horrible event. I didn't even talk to my younger brother until somehow miraculously the week before he died. Miraculously, the night he died. I will be, I will forever be grateful for those conversations and that we came together right then. Yeah, he sold all my shit and bought a bunch of drugs and went crazy and, you know, all that stuff happened. There were reasons for the problems. But when you look in the when you look at it in the context of, look, there's problems versus there's absolutely no problems because now he's not here. There's no benefit. There's no, it's, it's gone. It's over. It's done. There's, there's no more of my younger brother. I'd gladly give him more of my shit to sell if he was still here. And, you know, that kind of informs my understanding of problems today. So I've got my nephew down here, and I know there's problems, and I know his work ethic might not be what it needs to be, or it may be what it, or he may just not be doing something that he actually loves. And he may not be inspired either. And I can look at that and I can say, look, you know, it's a problem. But how much of a problem is that problem? Or really, what's the problem behind the problem? Because one of the things that they don't understand about you and I is that we work usually almost exclusively from an internal, internally driven dynamic. It's much harder. We don't say things like, hey, you know, I want to buy that Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari would be nice. Uh, hey, I want to make a, you know a million dollars. You know, that's not where we're coming from. I remember, you know, saying this to my boss one time, you know, it's not about the money for me. And it took me experiencing someone for whom it was about the money and how that was, how that then, you know, put me to work in the service of somebody else. It took me a lot to realize, you know, that money's not about money. 
You know, it's not about that. That's not the conversation. So when I say it's not about the money for me, my thing is, is it is about the freedom. Money now is a tool to give me freedom. But every stage of my life, it hasn't been about, quote unquote, the money, which meant, quote unquote, about the, um, uh, let's say, the purchasing of items, you know, getting that house and the acquiring of goods. It's always been about freedom. And as artists, one of the primary driving factors we have in life is the desire to be free, to do what we want to do, to be who we want to be, to achieve what we want to achieve, not what somebody else wants us to achieve. So my little nephew arrives here, little beaten down, little scared, little unsure. I put him to work on the computer, and he's a little whiz kid. He's making all kinds of things happen. Now, he's taken today off, you know, three days of work, one day off. We got to, you know, we got to work on that work ethic, <laughs> but... I could see it in his eyes that he was achieving something that meant something to him. I remember the day, I remember all these times that I let people down. I remember this job training I did for the Cinnabons up in Alaska. No, it was in uh, Ventura, California. It wasn't Cinnabons. It was something else similar to that. And I, and I, and I said, okay, I'm going to be in there, uh, you know, the next, let's say, Saturday at 7 a.m. I'm going to help open up the shop. I didn't show up. You know what I did? I actually got there at 5 o'clock, and I put a note underneath the door saying I'm not going to show up. (laughs) Why? No matter what you've done in life, the failures, the problems, the things that you look back and you're like, God, that was just dumb, or man, that cost somebody else. Like it surely cost that company. There's a method to the madness inside you and inside I. There is a method And there is a reason, and it doesn't mean we're crazy or any crazier than anybody else. How crazy is it to go sit in a cubicle and work 40, 50 hours a day and put your kids in childcare until 6 p.m. so you can see them until 8 p.m. when they go to sleep? Is that any crazier than somebody who wants to do something that they're passionate about? Is that any crazier than someone who just wants to be able to make their own choices and be free to kind of live life on their terms? I don't think it is. The one thing that I know is that if I diligently pursued all of the job opportunities that I had at the level at which I had them, and I tried to work my way up through the ranks of just those jobs that I had available to me in my early 20s, I would not be where I am today, and I would not be happy. In my teens, I was living in a trailer park in Alaska. What kind of opportunities do you think were there? What about when I was in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, and I was, I was trying to, you know, make a living, maybe write, maybe make some art in this college town. And I remember seeing all of those kids going off to college, and I remember wondering, how do you go to college? How did they get here? You know, and I had no idea for how they actually got to college. I mean, I knew you applied. I knew you, you know, sent in some information, but they looked so happy just running off to class or hanging out in their fraternity as I came in to deliver pizza. I had to jump from one life to another life and hack at all of my possibility, change things, adjust things to try to get myself and my life to a different level. 
it's not about just doing a good job. And I think that's one of the things that artists have to offer to the world is it's not just about doing a good job. Sometimes you got to do a shitty job to get the hell out of Dodge so that you can get to the place in your life and do the work, not that everybody else wants, but do the work that's going to open up the opportunities that you want in your life. And that's really the question that I have for you here. You've succeeded, you've failed. None of that matters to me. What matters to me is what is the work that you have to do today in the next 48 hours to open up the opportunities that you want in your life? That's all we want to talk about. What's the work you can do in the next 48? What's one thing you can do in the next 48 hours to open up doors for you six months from now that will help you achieve the life that right now you can only envision? You don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but what's one thing you can do to open up opportunities to make it even possible to achieve that. Make sure you head over to iTunes or Spotify, leave a comment, rate this podcast. I wanna know what is the one thing that you're willing to commit to in the next 48 hours to make this happen in your life. All right, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I wanna ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.